welcome to the Mammoth Games Inc. podcast for the week of, let's see, February 28th, so really the first week of March. Yeah, leap we'll week. go with that. Leap week. Is it? No, no it's not it's a not. leap, right? No, it's not. It's definitely not. Not this year. Thank God. Yeah, that's my anniversary. I don't, I don't think I could handle another leap. Unless it's quantum so, leap. I could do a quantum leap, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You, ever, you ever wonder what life would be like if that was happening to you? If you just like, you ever wonder what life would be like if they made another four seasons of Quantum Leap? Aren't they no. doing that? You ever wonder what life would be like if they made another four seasons of Ohio? Well, uh, happy to admit that uh, Ohio's been canceled, so not no longer a concern. <laughs> oh, thank God! Thank yeah. God! I uh, ended my subscription a couple years ago, but uh, finally caught up to them. So, speaking of subscriptions, um, Games yeah, with Gold for the next month. Um, got yeah, some, got good. some some mildly disappointing games. Oh, dude, the SpongeBob um, game. Okay, not that one, but <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll start it off strong. That's uh, we're gonna jump right into it because we're you know new month, new month, new me, right? New month, um, new me. New month, new me, and Microsoft decided that their best bet is to give us such crazy games as the Flame and the Flood, which. It's a good Definitely one. It looks been, neat. It's been given away for free on like every other platform as well. Yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna yeah. play as a girl and her dog, um, I'm pretty sure I've had this for years. That sounds yep. like a compelling story. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. If you want a really fun story though, very compelling. Um, we're gonna be getting Street Power Soccer. Finally, I've been begging for this to come to the U.S. Show off your sick style in this quick, action-packed version of the beautiful game. I don't know what beautiful game we're talking about, though. Uh, soccer? Oh, that's right. I guess that would make sense. Football. Yeah. Uh, try tricks, over-the-top game no. modes, and playgrounds, and unleash your soccer superpowers. Um, yeah, I don't I, have those. I can't believe that exists. Um, the font looks like the old school PS2 covers of like the NBA Street and things yeah, like that, which is yeah, definitely what exactly what it is, and it's it doesn't look great. No. In fact, I would go so far as to say it looks bad. Yeah, yeah. I would. No, hey, that. you know, just the. Uh, yeah. Just gotta um, be honest. Gotta man, be real. Th- there's gotta be at least one diamond in the rough, right? They got they had to do at least one no. good thing. So. uh... <laughs> If, if you want something that's not going to be about a little girl and a dog or about some I mean it's probably a, it's probably like a you know multiplayer it's probably a fun arcade yeah. game to play with your friends or whatever you know yeah they're they're as we've said before Microsoft's really good about diversifying what they're giving each month yeah. um and for me they're giving Sacred 2 Fallen Angel um they actually consulted nice. with me on this one they said what's a series Love that you that. really wanted to try that you wanted for free and I said, oh, fucking no, Banjo-Kazooie? And they're like, no, we, we, no, we can't do that. Uh, you want Sacred 2, Fallen Angel? I said, I, I guess. Sure. I, I think I have another Sacred game that you might have given me before. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, pretty sure that this that I've had something from this series before, though. And it's another one of those top-down action RPG. Diablo that, clone? Yes, it's you said it. Um, it's it's got some over the shoulder as well, depending on what you're doing. Um, very, very honestly cool. horrible time to try to release against the uh, what's the uh, Lost Ark that just came out. That's basically like 
the yeah. final Diablo clone. Yeah, yeah. No, you the said final it right boss there. of Diablo clones. Yeah. Yep. So you know, good attempt, but unfortunately, you will not be accepted into the club. Yeah, I think the real winner from Microsoft on this one. You already said it earlier. Um, SpongeBob. Yeah. We're getting SpongeBob yeah. Truth or Square, and. Mm-hmm. I like dumb adventure games, like dumb little platformer adventure games. I always loved them growing up. I still like them, and now that I have a kid that can mindlessly mash buttons on one of them, they're even better for me. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, that we've been talking about this a lot, and I, I assume at some point it'll just kind of fade out of uh, memory, but, um, you know, they have been doing a lot of... Uh, a, a lot of Xbox's focus is on Game Pass at this point, and they just don't really care what they give away anymore so they're just kind of giving away like eh this might be cool here's kind of a random one this one has a small like fan base that'll be interested to hear about it right um, that's that's been their strategy so their focus is just seems to be continuing pass. yeah yeah so that's that's what they're doing you know um, that said unless anybody had anything else to say about that um, I mean the PlayStation Plus nerd. ones were, were super interesting yeah, yeah. PlayStation Plus caught me off guard this month. Um, yeah. It was a... This announcement, like... This is one of those months where we got Xbox announced first. And mm-hmm. what, what... Wait, did they? I don't remember. Did Xbox announce their uh, games first? Yeah, no, Xbox PlayStation was is. first, I think. Okay, yeah. Well, Play- PlayStation leaked, and then they announced early. Oh, that's yeah. right. PlayStation yeah. leaked, and then announced, like, hours later. Like, this yep. was one of the yep. first times we didn't get days ahead of the leak. Yep, um, they were like, okay... Yeah, because it's gotten to the point where we've had to like delay our monthly um, podcast because we're waiting on PlayStation to announce what their PlayStation. Yeah, that's happened. Are. Yeah, it's it's crazy though because PlayStation actually dropped some really good ones this month. Bangers. Yeah, like, they did. I mean, we'll start off with PS Five, and we are getting Ghost Runner. Yeah, that's really cool. That I've seen is... so many cool things about this game. I yeah, that definitely want to give this a shot. Dope. Um, if anyone doesn't know, Ghost Runner is described uh, with the little summary. You know, wield a blade and perform amazing parkour feats to battle your way up a megastructure tower city in this intense, fast-paced, first-person adventure. Love that. Um, one-hit kill mechanics make combat fast and intense. Use your superior mobility to engage in a fearless, never-ending dance with death. So Yeah, it's basically, basically what if we did our own thing on uh, Heavy Rain, right? Uh, Mirror's Edge. Or Mirror's Edge, right? <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? Oh, it's all the same name. It's, it's, it looks Boy, crazy. I need to play it's Heavy Rain again. Of, it's one a couple of us look forward to playing for a while, so them dropping it for free is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to give it a shot at that point, even if it gives me motion sickness. Um, yep. And then uh, PS4 games, we PlayStation finally pulled the trigger on it and somehow got us Ark Survival Evolved. Yeah. So uh, I think I have that everywhere now. That, that's been the latest like big one to give away for free for sure I've never picked it up but hey it, here it is for me more yeah. power to you yeah it's going to be a I mean it's it, everyone already knows what it is it's just that it's hopefully going to run a little bit better um, I bought yep. the game back on PC before it officially like when it was still in pre-release and it ran like garbage uh, and it's definitely gotten a lot better since then Yep. Um, but if you don't know what Ark is, you're probably living under a rock. It's an it's an MMO survival. Oh, it was game. huge. Yeah, yeah it, it was massive. huge for a while. Um, people are still playing it, and I think they're getting ready for Ark Two to like come out. So mm-hmm. there's um, been a couple like uh, 
was it DLCs or was it just additional um, content the, that they gave yeah, away for free? I, maybe was, both. I think it was just updates That's, mostly. But they did have the announcement for, I think, Arc 2, and it featured Vin Diesel in it. Yep. That's right, yeah. What more can you ask one. for? Yeah, that's 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 why. Um, so that's that's another one out there. So already off to a good start. Two really strong ones coming from PlayStation. Um, but then, not really bringing up the, the tail end on here, we're getting Sonic. We're getting Team Sonic Racing, yeah. which was the, the most recent Sonic Racing game. Um it's apparently pretty good, is what I heard. Yeah, the game was actually really cool because it wasn't the typical, like, kart racer that everybody is used to seeing, even though the dumb trailer that they're showing off is literally people racing shopping carts um, for Love the that. worst ad ever because it was the yep. live-action trailer for the game. But the the game itself really... It still gives you, like, your little um, power-ups and stuff like that, but your biggest focus is... Since it's a team racing game, um, you can be like cooperatively racing and utilizing vehicle drag to like boost your partners and stuff. Yep. So it's got some it's really cool. it's got some really neat mechanics, um, some really really cool mechanics, um, and I'm definitely gonna add that one on there because I always support the good Sonic stuff when it happens. It's very rare. <laughs> it's yeah. very rare to track that down. But that's the that's the three big PlayStation Plus games. Uh, it, oh wait, this month they gave us a fourth. Yeah. So kind of weird. So um, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, um, cooperative multiplayer experience. I guess what they're doing is they're giving you like a weapon pack or something. Um, it's kind of unclear. It says a uh, bonus. It, it, it like, no, it's a bonus release. Um, it's a bonus. As in, PS like Plus a standalone. Get three. Yeah. But then on their own thing here, it also says um, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is not available to users. So they're making it standalone, basically, is what they're doing. Yeah. They're making the multiplayer standalone. If you already have the game, you can't just get the standalone version because you already have it weird. as part of the main game. Right. Um, so, like, if you digitally own, I think that's what it is. If you digitally own the game, you already own this. That's all there right. is to it. Um, but it's the it's the standalone it's the co-op and it's full standalone yeah. um, and it got really good reviews pretty um, good reviews people, yeah. people do really enjoy it um, if you want like a, a more open area like action hack and slash fun experience I definitely recommend it um, but you get some story missions uh, you can go survival you can go two versus two and go competitive mm -hmm. there's a lot of potential there and if you haven't played anything Ghost of Tsushima, try this and then go buy the actual fucking game. Yeah. Because why haven't good. you bought the game yet? Yep. So, um, definitely, uh, I mean, Sony has been winning these, if you were, you know, if you're comparing. Um, quite a few of the more recent ones, just because, like we said, Xbox is not super interested in, uh, you know, making the free games with gold extremely desirable at this point. Um, yeah, so we're going to probably talk about the releases next month, most or uh, next week, most likely. Uh, yeah, maybe, well, hopefully next month, too. The problem is it's a stacked month. Um, yeah. I mean, I, before we get into that, there is one more freebie that's out there. We, we mm. always cover the epic freebie, and this week yep. is a really good one. Yep. Um, if you missed out on it and haven't grabbed it yet, please get on there and grab it. It, it, it is Chris Dales, and 
it is a really, really dope, like, turn-based, retro-style, time-travel-influenced RPG. Yeah. Um, very big fan. I actually own this on two different platforms now. Because um, yep. I got it on PS5, just because it looks so. It's good. on Game Pass as well. Yeah, it's it's a really really. It's a really good RPG, but it is that very classic turn based. You already know what you're getting into with it, so it doesn't really do a lot of stuff new for it. What's yeah. really new is you can use time to manipulate the battles and the world around you, so you can actually like age an enemy to death. <laughs> you it's can, awesome. You can. What is this Metal enemy. Gear Solid? You can poison an enemy and then like make it make time pass for it so it just dies faster um, that's awesome but you can also walk around in the open world or in the overworld and see like the future the past and the present of the area you're exploring so it's really cool for some different puzzle solving and stuff um, right so I big recommend on that one if you like single player turn based RPGs and just want something unique um, it doesn't do a lot of stuff different as far as the combat and things go, but it does what it, it does those things very well. Um, mm -hmm. And it's normally like a forty dollar game uh, physically yeah. for like console. You might be able to find it for like twenty, like right around there. But it's it's super worth it for free. For sure. And chances are your computer can run it because it is a very mm -hmm. bare bones game. Yeah, and then uh, next week, um, usually around what midday Thursday. Uh, typically on Epic Game Store, you can get a uh, looks like like bug, like creepy crawly week pretty much. Uh, they yeah. got three games: uh, Black Widow Recharged, which looks kind of cool. It's like a I don't know. It's web a I looked designer. It up, it's a twin stick. It's uh, Black Widow is like Black That's Widow awesome. Recharge and Centipede Recharge are both. Awesome. Uh, they're both just like updated versions of arcade games. Yeah. That's awesome. So you got that, and then also, um, yeah, Centipede Recharged, Black Widow Recharged, and uh, they're giving you an extra um, loot bundle, basically, for Dauntless, which was the uh, Monster Hunter multiplayer clone, pretty much. It was a really fun game. I got into that for yeah. a year or two, and I fell off of it, but I, it's such a fun game. Yeah. So definitely check those out. Um... Yeah, so other than that, we'll get into our weekly news. Uh, so this week was a Pokemon Presents. Actually, today, before we recorded, we'll do that yeah. last. Yeah, we, we um, got a late start because uh, I yeah. might have woken up to the, the group message that said, oh, guys, the Pokemon event starts at 9, and that's normally when we get up and start talking about all this fun stuff. So yeah. I just kind of laid in bed and watched it, and, um, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. <laughs> there's, yep. there's a lot there. Yeah, so starting out, we had another uh, long-anticipated um, announcement that I yeah, know let's, <laughs> people are going to be excited. Not me, but people. Let, let's take it back excited. a step. The other week, there was a countdown timer that we posted about on our social media quite a bit uh, yeah. that Capcom had put up. And it was, you know, come back in this many days to see this reveal. And dun, dun. Uh, a, we are all very out of the loop when it comes to this community um, because a lot of yeah. people were able to figure out what it was early. Uh, Not anyway, me. at about 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time, the countdown ended, and it revealed a new trailer for Street Fighter Six. Who could have anticipated this? 
Um, well, that's Shots. why I said none of us pay attention because yeah. apparently there was a big Street Fighter tournament and stuff going on that entire week that <laughs> kind of ended that night with this announcement. Sorry, we I'm a little stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also Street Fighter, and I haven't paid attention to that since Street Fighter Five yeah. came out. I haven't um, been interested in fighting games since I played uh, one in a arcade cabinet when I was like four. <laughs> yeah, it's. But the. the thing it's, is, I mean, I, it, you know, I, I it's probably going to be big. I, I, I can't yeah, even it's a, call it a trailer. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a vibe. Yeah, like if you if you get a chance, and you have a thing for feet, go out and watch mm. it. Or bulges. Off, yeah, yeah. It starts off with a nice glossy image of a foot in a sandal, uh, uh, and it looks very wet. Um, it does. Everything looks wet in this. Yeah, everything looks very wet, and it's just Ryu being extremely sweaty. Yep. Um, but then again, he's been carrying this franchise on his back for like what thirty years, so he's gonna be <laughs> kind of sweaty at this point. Yeah, he's um, even had to fight in uh, other games and stuff. Yeah, but realistically, all they gave us was uh, not even a great shot of Ryu. It was mostly like yeah. a shadowed silhouette where you could still tell it was him. Uh, and then you got another person on the other side, which is apparently Luke, that was a character that came out in Street Fighter V. Um, and really, all they did was like that classic, like, you know when you pick your characters and they like do their little like flex and like throw punches into the air at each other? Yeah. Like, that's really all they did. It was that. And then the glorious, glorious logo came on screen. <laughs> the logo of that has caused more debate than any other the, logo in the last 15 years, probably. The logo that all I can say is, tell me you pirate Photoshop without telling me you pirate yeah, really? Photoshop. Because it is straight yanked out of Adobe. <laughs> like, yep. It is just a... It's just a very generic SF. Stylized. Yeah, with a six in the corner. The six is what kills me. It looks like your SF app has six notifications that it, you haven't responded yes, to. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> it. Like, we're used to Street Fighter logos being this big, glorious, like, super stylized, like with a paintbrush, Street Fighter. And this is more like yeah. a guy in an office building with a stamp, just like, stamp, SF, got it, cool. Roger. Um, like also, said, it, it's uh, apparently, it is basically identical to like a um, example icon with like the SF it's just like very slightly edited from like a default logo yeah, it's it's terrible it's in Adobe yeah it's brutal it makes me think like yeah. did somebody mess up and lose was this the was this meant to be file? a temper yeah really <laughs> like what happened Jesus um but yeah, so everyone, now we have new Street Fighter news to look forward to for another series that I'm not really going to be too hype about. Um, although they, uh, Capcom did announce one other thing that same day uh, that got me a little bit more excited. Oh. They announced another fighting game collection, but it's not a Street Fighter collection. It's a collection that has all like of the, like, um, the Darkstalkers games and stuff in it. Mm. And I love those games because, again, I'm a horror junkie and I do like yeah. 2D fighting games when they're the fast-paced ones like that, so I am kind of interested in picking that up. Uh, it's going to have a ton of classic uh, 2D fighting games that aren't Street Fighter, which is really good for me because I'm so burnt out on Street Fighter. I don't need another Street Fighter collection. Yeah, This is giving you all the other characters that you liked on the Capcom side from the Marvel vs. Capcom games, and I'm, I'm okay with that. 
So, um, after that, uh, we got another, so, you know, it's, it's that end of year, everybody's doing their, uh, quarterly count up and everything, business stuff, yeah. accounting. Um, how bad did I do last year? Oops. Worse than I expected. Um, so we got information that basically said that the Square Enix's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game, <laughs> which I think we were pretty positive yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, let's, say, let's oh, go yeah. back a step. Square Enix's really, really good yeah. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game. Let's go with It was like that. the surprise of the year, I think. We, we pretty much unanimously... Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it was like way better than anticipated. In um, retrospect, was... I kind of wish I would have given this my game of the year instead of Halo Infinite. Wow. Yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy did a phenomenal job, um, even though it came out at a really weird time. It came out like right during holiday season, mm-hmm. so tons of Brutal. people got it because it was on sale instantly. Right. Um, but unfortunately, even though it's really good and it yeah. got critical, it got critic acclaim, and everyone loved it. I don't know anybody that played that game and didn't like it. Exactly. It somehow still undershot Square Enix's initial expectations. It, yeah, especially after all the issues that they've had with Avengers and everything. Like they, I would figure that they would have been just gracious that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy performed as well as it did. You would think yeah. that after such a bomb as Avengers, that they would yep. lower their expectations, hundred percent, just a little, just a yeah. little, but no. No, instead, yeah, sorry, it just didn't go that well. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, and it's it, like way better than anticipated. Which oh is, yeah. Th- because I mean, like, this kind of goes like, yeah, people joke about this all the time with um, Square Enix, where you know they can work on Final Fantasy, whatever game they're working on at the time, for like, you know, fifteen years or whatever, and then it can come out and just be horrible. Yeah, and uh, that's fine. But everybody else that's making games for them, uh, like Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was famously every Tomb Raider game undersold what Square Enix was expecting. It's, they and have, it's like they just set your expectations, expectations are nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They want everything. They they have the problem is Square Enix wants every game to do as well as their Final Fantasy does. They want every game to do as well as in Japan the Dragon Quest games do. Right. But it's just not realistic. Not all the games are those kinds of games. Is the problem right. the only time they're wanting something? The only time their expectations are a little bit lower is if it's a new IP, completely right. new IP. Mm-hmm. But I can't even say this is because Guardians of the Galaxy is still something people are more familiar with, so they thought that right. would carry it further. Mm-hmm. Um, the article that we're referencing on here, though, from Eurogamer, does specifically point out that. Aside from you know the fact that it's a niche game, it's a comic book game, it's a single player only game, that is some stuff that kind of works against it. Um, yeah. But the game was also released at a very busy time for the industry. Um, mm-hmm. It came out back in October, and that's when Far Cry 6, Metroid Dread, and Back for Blood came out. But I will make an argument with this article. Yeah. Who is still playing Far Cry 6 or Back for Blood? Who is still yep. talking about Back for Back for Blood? Yep. We were all no. so excited for that game to drop, and I don't know if any of us played it more than two of us for maybe a few hours. I only played the um, the beta test for it. I never got around yeah. to actually playing we the full all thing. Ha- we all have Game Pass, and none of us play it. <laughs> like, Far Cry 6 came Sucks. out a broken, buggy mess. 
well, not just that, but again, it's like so much of the same old, same old. Whereas, like, Guardians of the Galaxy did a very was, particular thing. It was a very particular type of almost like a. It was a very almost like Mass Effect. Game. Yeah. It was like a. It was like a a uh, a more constrained Mass Effect almost. Yeah, I would agree and, with that hundred percent. Yeah. Because and like even like they, they nailed it. Yeah, story flow wise, it's like we do a yeah. mission. Now we get back on the ship and we would talk to everyone. It's like, man, that shit was crazy. Yep. Then we go do another mission. It just it was that kind of thing, and you're making choices that impacted the team and how they would react to certain situations and stuff like that. It was so well done. Right. So the other game that came out around that time though was Metroid Dread. And I will give you that. That is a hard game to go up against. Right. Metroid Dread, as we all know, was huge. It I mean, I just don't think nominations, I, and it's between the two. They were both single-player games that dropped, but they're also both meant for mostly different, different audiences. Yeah, different audiences. Exactly. So there's there is some overlap in there because I have both, but I, I'm gonna say if you were the audience where both of those games appeal to you, Metroid Dread's the one that got you. Mm. Like if you were in the fan, if you are in that overlap in that Venn diagram, and you like both, you went Metroid Dread because of the hype that was there. You had to experience that. Yep. Um, now, uh, this person also said, you know, they said, uh, on one hand, it's a, a wonderfully accessible adventure wrapped up in a family-friendly package. Um, you know, it has action-packed story. It's mm. a fun little voyage to get through your characters, and it's, 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 it's just that. It's a good single-player story. Um, but then they said that the combat system is just very complex, and requires what they called a quote high degree of digit dexterity and rarely forgives your mistakes um, mm. I can't talk about a high degree of digit dexterity because I've been playing games since I was four right so <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know it's uh, yeah I, I I mean I, th I think this is just carrying on the back of like Square Enix for all of the non-Japan studios just has totally unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And even I mean, you know, when when their stuff when, when the main Square Enix studio or like when their Japanese studios put out games, they also underperform. It's just that they don't care because that is the, you know, the owner, you know, the the president of the company's favorite franchise, so they're just going to dump money into it anyways. Right. You know. And uh that's why I think a lot of people have been talking about expecting or or theorizing that Square Enix is going to be purchased by Sony. It's just because they've had a brutal, you know, decade. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I, you know, they they are really punishing on their Canadian uh, studios that they own. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I liked the game a lot. So I, I mean, I don't really know what more you can ask for other than. The bulk of these reviews that came out were saying like this is one of the biggest like surprise like the quality of what we thought we saw ahead of time and then what we experienced when it released was one of the biggest turnarounds in for the year i think right. so as well and i'm actually personally like i'm trying to figure out with all these new releases when can i actually go back and play this game again and make like right. different decisions right. and see how that plays out yeah well, when can you say you're going to, but then start doing it and then make the same decision again because yep. you feel guilty making the other decision? <laughs> well, 
with the first playthrough, there were some decisions that I really do wish I would have made differently. So the next time around, there should that motivation shouldn't be there. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Well, aside from a downer, we're gonna ride the roller coaster here. We had some up and a down. Um, yep. Let's go we're for another. Let's go that. for another up <laughs> because Sony finally gave us our first official look at the headset design for the VR2. Yeah. Um, so. This is pretty cool. Um, I, I don't really... I, I mean, the, the controllers are still the star of the, of the show here. Um, the headsets are... You know, the VR headset is kind of has to look a certain way. There's really not a lot you can do with it. It's uh, it's all about function over form. But yeah. uh, it looks very clean. It very sexy. And it looks like this one does not go over, like, the top like and back of my skull. It's going to rest more on, like, the top front of your head. Yeah, your upper five head region. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah. I definitely recommend checking out some of the images for it. It's going to be a different kind of comfort, I guess. Um, but like you said, though, the controllers are still the big win, uh, even though yeah. we kind of already knew what was going on with those. I do like the new approach to the headset. Um, it's still that single cable design, which they've been talking about. I mean, if we're going to stick with a wired headset for it, it's it's going to have to be single cable, make mm -hmm. things very manageable. Um, I think it'll be pretty cool. I can't wait to get my hands on it and actually see how it feels to wear one. Um, yeah. But we've, we've got some time. Um, we've definitely got some time on that. Yep. So, um, and we're still even waiting for some information, like, are all games going to be, like, you know, natively backwards compatible with the original PSVR or just some? Um, you know, there's, there's definitely still a lot of questions. But, uh, Looks interesting, looks cool, so we'll just have to wait and see, basically. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in PlayStation VR 2 here. Um, I didn't pick up the first one, and I think of all the VR headsets, this is probably going to be the most likely one that I'll probably get into, if I were to get into it. Yeah. I would still say the Oculus Quest 2 has the huge advantage of no wires. Right. That but just, other than that, yeah, yeah I agree. All right, so talking about uh, killing off the old shit to make room for new stuff. <laughs> this is a, I don't think this is a bad one. I think we're doing another this good one. This is another thing, good one. So, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Have you ever, like, went to boot up your PC version of, like, I don't know, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Online or, yeah. like, Doom or, you know, any of those fun little games that you bought directly from Bethesda because you know you did? Um, so, realistically, this affects, like, eight people. Um, yeah. Bethesda.net is finally going to be riding off into the sunset um, because Bethesda is taking it out back behind the barn to get rid of it. Yep. Not um, a day too soon. They're they're finally just moving everything over to Steam. <laughs> they they yeah. know it. They know better. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> I think the the most frustrating thing that I've dealt with in the past several months has been forgetting that Bethesda had its own launcher and its own like website to go in and put your codes and stuff in and during the E3 stuff or whatever when the when there were codes being given out like crazy from Bethesda some of them were codes for their PC stuff and it took me so long to realize that because I completely forgot yeah so a, a lot of it is kind of interesting that like a lot of uh, companies wanted to make their own launcher I don't really know what the I mean, I guess just controlling the marketplace was the main goal, right? So you don't have to sell your currency through Steam or whatever. But 
they've all found that okay, it actually is a massive advantage to just have, uh, you know, the the integrated um, ability to just live off of Steam's, you know, internal fan base and everything. So, right. That's what they're all switching to. Yep, and uh, they're gonna let you move everything over. Um, yeah. so they said starting in like April to be able to migrate your stuff over from uh, from the uh, Bethesda launcher over to Steam, uh, which yep. shouldn't be too big of a process. Um, hopefully, yep. you're not someone that like double owns some of the games because I guess that would be annoying. But right. Yeah. So I, I expect a lot of other uh, companies to be going through the same process here shortly. Yeah, also, I mean, I feel like, at this point, why bother? It's just extra money that's getting wasted for stuff. Um, right. Like, the upkeep and everything that's there. And, you know, it's Bethesda.net isn't just straight-up Bethesda money managing it anymore. So I wonder if uh, right. I wonder if this came from above a little bit. Yeah, Microsoft yeah, was Microsoft like, yeah, this is stupid. Like, why are you guys doing Not paying this for this. Yeah, it, it, it almost feels like, um, like somebody was doing, you know, the equivalent of having a store visit. And, like... The boss yeah. walks in, looks around, and like, why are we losing money on this? There's like some guy. It's like the dude from Office Space with the glasses, just sitting over at the t at one little desk, and they're like, "Oh, what's he doing? What what kind of project is he working on?" And like, "Oh, that's the that's the Bethesda.net guy." Like, <laughs> we still have that. We still <laughs> use him. Why do we have this? Why is this plugged in? Yeah, and then just like, unfortunately, sorry guy, you're gonna have to go do something else now. Um, yeah, unplug that. Managing a, a a dead launcher is kind of pointless for sure. Um, but, you know, one door closes, another one opens. Uh, Nintendo making some power moves. Real shocking yeah. acquisition here. Yeah, so Nintendo decided to buy the programmer SRD. So, Sir. I'm guessing no one knows that. No one knows who that is. Um, I certainly and don't. Well, it's someone that Nintendo's been kind of exclusively working with for decades. <laughs> um, this is... So weird. This is less of a surprise than when we saw, like, my Sony pur purchases, you know, Housemark and stuff like that. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you mean they put out an amazing game for you? So, yeah, I guess you should buy them. No, these guys have actually already been working on games for decades for Nintendo. They were, yeah. like, Nintendo's go-to... Um, team for everything um, and the company has existed since like 1979 but they've assisted with programming um, like Donkey Kong, Super Mario Brothers um, they've also been involved with almost every Zelda game, they worked on Ring Fit Adventure and Animal Crossing New Horizon so chances are if you played like a console Nintendo game like a Zelda or, or like our Mario Brothers you kind of have them to thank for it um, and it's not even public news. It's not even publicly known how many games they've worked on. That's wild. That is the biggest mind blow of this entire thing. Is that it's such a big deal that Nintendo's just acquiring them. But their full catalog is like, I guess, still full NDA. <laughs> like, they can't even say what games they all worked on because it's, it's probably such a long list. It was just rumors that they worked on almost every Nintendo or every Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's wild. Yeah, Nintendo has always been such a. They've just they're so weird with the way that they handle some of this stuff and like 
the way that they do like internal and external um you know the way they work with other studios and stuff it's just always been so odd um this is a great example of that like the studio that that does so much for them they've just been working with them on the side for like decades and it's like why dude <laughs> why do you not just own these guys and now they do so and now they it's do it's a weird one it's a weird one like yeah weird company it's one of those things that made news because it shouldn't have made news because it's kind of like wait they bought who who oh, what when where why and why does that so company even exist was it like Stockholm Syndrome like I think yeah. they were probably in Nintendo's building the whole time they just had their own like <laughs> again they had their own desk and they were like yeah. oh what are those guys doing oh well they're they're kind of their own thing they, they only work Thursdays um, they work like Thursday they, they take different days off than us yeah. Why? Uh, they're, just, they're, they're a different company. They're different. Well, now they're not. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. You know, a, a big company coming back and doing something with, um, with a smaller company like that. Like someone that they've worked with in the past and a lot. Just finally going like, yeah, okay, it's just official. You're here now. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like if you have a, an old company that made some really cool games that you really liked and they might get their hands at a sequel to a game of theirs that you really liked yeah of course I'm talking about uh, the big old rumor that Obsidian might be uh, might be up for working on a, a sequel to someone's favorite Fallout game you heard yeah it right. we're talking Fallout potential too. Oh wait! Fallout seventy-eight. Fallout sorry, Shelter. Sorry. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, possible uh, Fallout New Vegas two coming. This definitely so, seems like in the same wheelhouse as what Obsidian's been doing, where they're doing more of like the smaller, more focused kind of deal with uh, the franchises that they've been working on. Yeah. So yeah, and they've definitely been. You know, the next game they have coming out is. Um, What's the uh, uh, Obsidian's? I'm trying to think of the name of this thing. Oh. They've got a really weird like. Um, the one's supposed to be like in the pillars. Like, like a Skyrim the killer, basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, um, absolved or like. Uh, yeah, I think it's avowed. It's got a weird name like the avowed. Avowed is what's called. That's it. So um, avowed's looking really good. I'm excited to play that one when it when we get the chance. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, I don't. I mean, would it be a literally Fallout New Vegas 2, or would it be just another attempt at a Fallout? Uh, it's hard to say. I would see it... Yeah, I don't know if making it a direct sequel would even make sense, but... We've got Avowed and Outer Worlds 2, both. Yeah. So they're so. just hitting everything. <laughs> they have their own, you know, alternate uh, attempt at basically everything that... Uh, right. I could see uh, this... I see this kind of like... Bethesda's just, doing? Yeah, like the smaller scale focus version of like what Bethesda is yeah. doing. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if New Vegas two ends up being more akin to like um, yep the space one whose name just currently escaped me. Uh, Starfield. No, I um, Obsidian's one. Oh, uh, yeah, their previous one was um, Johnny just said it. <laughs> Outer Worlds two. Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds yeah. too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And then the Valve's supposed to be a more focused 
version of like your Elder Scrolls games and stuff. So I've been mm. that New Vegas two will probably be that kind of way when it comes to the Fallout games. Yeah. So we'll see. Kind of interesting. Um, after that, on the uh, labor side, um, you know, employees' rights and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, this was a huge one. I'm, I'm yeah, really actually, this is like. Yeah, this is one that, you know, on its face doesn't seem super crazy, but then when you kind of go into it, you get a lot more out of it. Well, especially when you think about, um, what was it, Raven Software at Activision Blizzard uh, just letting go, what was it, 50% yeah. of their contract QA people and stuff like that, and which sparked, um, well, further encouraged, I guess I should, would be more accurate, yeah. the push to try to unionize their, especially their QA team and everything. Yeah. So yeah, they're like, okay, we understand these people are vitally important. We're bringing them in as full employees. Um, you know, they're getting benefits and everything. So, um, that that's awesome. And Epic Game is just, I mean, continuing to do really well. So it's yeah. not really a surprise. It's a big move. Um, and of course, they're still gonna continue to, um, they're still gonna continue to to bring in like different contract workers and stuff. Um, but like, bringing in. A, a lot of people as full timers is it's just such a, a cool thing. They're still going to continue yep. to offer the contract work though because some people do prefer it. Some people do prefer a contract right. gig where you can go from one place as a stepping stone to somewhere else, and that's right. cool. Um, that's that's awesome to have that that flexibility. Um, but this is just this is really big for a field that we're so used to talking about that's not getting treated properly. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in the past few weeks, we've talked about so many different labor issues. We've talked about unions. We've talked about new studios forming out of the chaos that was going on in other studios. Um, this is this is really big um, because it's not just Epic's huge. Like it's not just like a small game studio. There are so many different things. Yeah. Um, I used to I used to know people that worked with Epic for different things as different contract like different contract jobs they had. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is the kind of thing that makes them want to try to go back now to be like, hey, do you guys have some full-time stuff for what I did before? Because it was on like the, it wasn't on the the games side of it. It was more on the tech. Yeah, it was more on the tech side of it. Yeah. It was more uh, managing some different things there, but it would be full-time at this point instead of contract. So this is a very big one because Epic is so big that this is a lot of different possible opportunities that people can, can take. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, we teased it. Probably the biggest single uh, news item of the week, um, the Pokemon Presents. That was on uh, Sunday the 27th at uh, 9 a.m. on our time. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of stuff in this, including, like, a huge uh, reveal that was... You know, ex expected, but still always good to see. Um, so we had uh, basically the the Pokemon Presents started out with um, Pokemon Go update. So starting on the first of March, uh, they're going to add the uh, like they're going to start adding Alola region Pokemon. So what is that gen? Uh, six? Alola was uh, Alola was Sun and Moon. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I will say this was like a week of Pokemon stuff that all just culminated today. Uh, they, they, for the entire week, talked about these little things that were happening. Right. Um, different things Pokemon related, all for the hype of this. Uh, and then yeah. today, 
is when they dropped that. So you know, if you do well, yeah, this is a big. Uh, it's a big anniversary, right? Isn't it like a, like a. Oh, it's like a 15 or 18 year anniversary or something because it, it was uh, this day in 1997, 8, that uh, Pokemon Green and Red released in Japan. Uh, um, something that like would that. Make, that would make sense. Um, yeah, I, so unfortunately, I didn't play them in Japan, so I would not remember right, that. Right. Um, I wasn't alive, or I wasn't conscious, certainly. I was alive. <laughs> But uh, I, was, I didn't start forming memories until I was, like, 12. Um, yeah, so the Pokemon Go Alola update. Uh, Pokemon Masters EX has an update and, like, a starting bonus. If you are if you sign, if you have an existing account and sign in, you get a bonus. And if you start a new, uh, you know, if you start playing as a new player, you get that bonus, and then you also get a new starting bonus, basically. Yeah, I'm going to go um, back to the, the Pokemon Go thing. I, I just want to catch on Alola and Grimer, and that's all I care about. Yeah, great um, one. The only Great one I really one. care about. Um, Pokemon Cafe Remix is I getting for, an update. Forgot I forgot that existed. That existed. <laughs> yeah. um, Pokemon Unite is getting an update, and they're doing more. Uh, they're kind of changing up some of the cycles of the game. So like, uh, they're speeding up um, like free week characters to play as and stuff like that, which is a good idea. Um, we're also doing. Uh, Yes, Pokemon Unite update. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are adding a new encounter where you can catch uh, Shaman, which is like the little flower hedgehog guy. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, even uh, though people Arceus... broke the games originally and got them already because yeah. they knew how to work outside the parameters before that first big patch came through. Yeah, that'll happen every once in a while. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so yeah, Arceus... Which is the correct pronunciation, so I call it Arceus. I, I was going to say, I uh, love that you said it both ways yep. in a span of 20 seconds. Yep. Um, but if I anyone mean, needs proof, the video specifically named Arceus. It, it is Arceus. Yeah, that's the Pokemon company's official uh, pronunciation of it. So, Sorry, nerds. Um, this is the yeah, one people so they, were expecting, though. People were so Yeah, we were ready. expecting... Everybody was hoping uh, for Arceus content for like DLC, DLC or something. DLC, maybe. Yeah. Um, but we're getting a, a huge update. It's going to yep. be called Daybreak. It's going to bring Already so hit. many new things. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much out there today. Um, yeah. Most of these updates are actually live already. Um, right, except yeah, except for uh, the Pokemon Go one, and I, the Pokemon Unite is going to take another cycle to notice that yeah. they've changed it. But other than that, yeah, it's basically in place. Yeah, Arceus is going to be giving us alpha swarms, so we already have yep. the swarms happening. Now we're going to be getting alpha versions of that, so you get tons of giant Jesus. Um, Right. New battle challenges. Great way to... Great place to grind out experience for that. Oh yeah, I mean, give me an alpha swarm of Blissies, and I'll just never play another game again. Hell yeah! Um, oof, God, that sounds so devastatingly awful. <laughs> um, you know, ba uh, extra battle challenges um, because there aren't enough battles in the game. Probably my biggest complaint is that yeah, very few uh, trainer just, battles. Yeah, I just catch everything. That's all you do in yeah. the game is catch everything. Um, yep. If you use the uh, if you mystery gift with the code um, Arceus Adventure. You will get some extra content. You actually get a ton of extra Pokeballs, um, yeah. three different kinds. Um, but then they told us that we're getting um, another big one here. We're going to be getting an anime adaptation of Arceus. Yeah, so they here. they described it as an online animated adventure. So I guess that means it's like a web show. Yeah, but it'll it probably was kind of unclear. It'll probably be just like Pokemon Origins was, because Origins was originally like a, a straight to Pokemon's website, like. 
you had to stream okay. it on their website. Uh, weird. But it, but Origins was really good. Um, yeah. If you are an old school Pokemon fan and like red and blue and green and yellow, go back and watch the Pokemon Origins video series. It's really really For sure. good. Um, but you know we're getting a, an anime adaptation uh, of Arceus later this year, so that's gonna be neat, I guess. I've already got so many things going on. This has been a very yeah. densely packed year of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but it's not over yet. Yeah. There's one additional piece of density. Uh, yeah. Insanely dense. Uh, this is a big say. one. Uh, this is a big one that I, I I'm not, I saw it coming. A lot of people did. Apparently people are surprised. Yeah, there was like a big thing online where it's like, a huge shock. It's, no, yeah, people are actually really. very shocked about this. But... We just got the big reveal for the new Pokemon generation. Right. Uh, we are officially going to hit Gen 9 with Pokemon, and we're going back to colors on here, which has me excited, right. Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, so basically all they've uh, revealed, so there's been some leaks and stuff, as there always is. Um, I, I don't know, um, you know how much stock to put in a lot of that, but uh, the main... Um, confirmed stuff is basically just the three starters. So I know we've we've been uh, talking about our opinions on that pretty much entire yeah, entry of the show here. There's a couple things. Um, so some of the big stuff that's out there, um, Pokemon confirmations, we have the three starters, which are super, super adorable, and I hate yep. it. Um, they are a grass-type kitten called yep. Sprigatito, which is adorable. I'm not evolving it. It is too cute. <laughs> um, it is described as a grass cat Pokemon, uh, and it says this capricious attention-seeking grass... Or it, is, it is the capricious attention-seeking grass cat Pokemon. So um, speaking on this one, I just saw this tweet from uh, an achievement hunter, Jeremy Dooley. Please evolve into a cat. Please don't evolve into a person. <laughs> Please don't evolve into a person <laughs> with a cat head. Please don't evolve yep. into a person with the head of a fucking cat. Now, I yep. will say, if you look at the body <laughs> styles of any of these Pokemon, it is the one that has the most potential to become something sexy. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> true. Unfortunately, that is true. Um, I'm not happy about it. On the fire type, we have Fuecoco. Um, it is described as the laid-back fire croc Pokemon that does things at its own pace. This awesome. thing has like big, like stump-like legs, with tiny little hands, um, and it Love just that. looks super derpy. Like if you just showed yep. me an outline of it, I'd think you showed me an apple. Like if it was just shadowy outline, but no, it's a little tiny fat crocodile thing. Love um, that. No idea what that thing's gonna turn into. I hope it becomes something something worse, ugly, like mostly mouth because it's just such a gigantic mouth already. Yeah. Um, and then the water type. We're getting a duckling Pokemon called Quaxly. Love that. Q-U-A-X-L-Y. Perfect I have, name. I have never been so torn on what starter Pokemon I want before. Um, Quaxly is the earnest and tidy duckling Pokemon. It looks like he's wearing a dumb little hat or a toupee. And love that. it kills me because I love its name. I love the way the dumb crocodile looks mm -hmm. but i'm a cat person and the grass cat yeah. is so adorable yeah this is definitely one where i want to see 
um, the evolutions because certainly in the past couple generations they've kind of gotten really weird with it. Yeah, I'm just and not, I kind of want to. I'm not evolving these. Bit. They are too cute as they are. I cannot evolve them. Yeah. Um, Last few generations, I've normally gravitated to the um, the grass types, like Grookey and Rowlet have been were my go tos. I like uh, the owl. I went Sad Boy Sobble. I had to. Yep. I had to go Sad Boy Sobble. I did go uh, Rowlet on uh, when that was a thing too. Um, when it comes to Arceus, I ended up going with Cyndaquil because I just always was a Cyndaquil fan. Um, and he has an alternate form as well, right? Yeah, and I dug that the a lot. The other two don't? No, they do. Yeah. They all three do. Oh, oh, they all three do? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so I, they did also talk about the, the main characters. Um, there is a visual appearance difference between them on which version you get, but it's really just the outfit they're wearing. Um, one has more violet in their outfit. One has more scarlet in their outfit. Makes sense. Um, but the, the areas... It's a big variety of different kinds of areas. It looks like there may be a day-night cycle. Um, I'm really hoping that's the case. I like there being a day-night cycle in Pokemon games. Um, and I'm only saying that because when showing the screenshots, um, I see the sun at very different places in the sky, and I also see the moon out. So they're saying it's going to be like a bigger, more open game. Um, right. where various towns will seamless uh, will blend seamlessly into the wilderness with no borders. Uh, and you'll be able to see the Pokemon of this region in the skies, in the seas, in the forests, and on the streets all over. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to experience the true joy of the Pokemon series, battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them, now in an open-world game that players can, at any age can enjoy. So I think yeah. that we're seeing a mix of kind of like what we had with Sword and Shield being the template mm -hmm. for it, I don't think we're going to be seeing what we saw with Arceus, where you're just going to be able to run up and catch your Pokemon. You're going to have to battle your wild Pokemon again. If you're mad about it, grow up. Arceus is not a mainline Pokemon game. We've all known that. No. Um, but I think that we are seeing a much better transition between like the open world, kind of like how Sword and Shield gave us the wild area. I think no. that's going to be the whole game now. I, I think that we're going to yeah. have that overhead map where we're going to be able to see the Pokemon the entire time. Um, and we're just like we have with Sword and Shield, that we're going to have fewer of those transitions that are really mm -hmm. breaking up going to town versus being on an outside route, stuff like that. Yeah. But the reason we all saw this coming was that it's been, about, cycle. Three, it's been about three years. Yeah, Pokemon runs on a cycle. Um, mm hmm. The game drops, it lasts about three years, and then we get a new generation. Um, yep. That makes complete sense with what we've been getting. Um, but we're finally digging into Gen 9, which is kind of crazy, because we are way up there. Um, mm -hmm. I am. I, I don't know how excited I want to get. Um, yeah. I will say, they said this year. Yeah, they said they're expecting it at the end of this year. So... Um. God, this Pretty, is going to be we will have basically, yeah, we will have basically received three Pokemon games within a year with the Diamond and Pearl uh, remakes, Arceus, and then, uh, and then their, you know, the Scarlet and Violet. So it's, it's pretty surprising, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, not surprising in that it's in their cycle, but the fact that they're just pumping these out at such a rate and it with like good quality, right? Yeah, I mean, it's um, been. 
I mean, don't forget, we also got um, Pokemon Snap not that long ago. That's true. Yeah, so in two years, we will have had four major Pokemon games. Because we had, we had Sword and Shield, mm. and then people were waiting. And DLC. Like, oh, we're going to get something out there. Then we had the DLC, yeah, because you want to consider yep. that its thing, too, because that was still big, even though people bitched about it. It was really cool. Um, yep. And then we got Pokemon Snap, and then we got all these mobile games and stuff that no one cares about. Um, and then we ended up getting, you know... Diamond and Pearl last year, and then Arceus recently, and now we're going to be getting this new huge game, and the trailer just popped up on my computer, and I'm watching it, and it does look really good. I yeah. just... It's also... It still looks very early, so graphically it doesn't look great. You're going to have to deal with that. That's a normal thing. Yeah. It's a Pokemon game. It's going to be on the it's Switch. It's on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Has to run like, on base model Switches still. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there are definitely people that are going to be ripping this thing apart in some different ways, but um, you can definitely tell they use some of the the character model work that they were using for things um, like Arceus, um, just to be able to to still show you how much better the Pokemon can look. I'm gonna get both of these. I always get both Pokemon games. Um, yeah. I feel like I need to, but I also feel like I need to go back through the the eShop and download as many of the old ones as I can. Um, because there are just so many that I missed out on um, that yep. I didn't download yet that I just want to make sure I've got them all. For sure. Yeah, so um, that's the news of the week. Uh, and we'll, we're, we are uh, deliberately avoiding, um, you know, <laughs> the other political news. Uh, news and stuff. I, I'm sure everybody's hearing about it. Um but, uh, yeah, so... This is the uh, one time that we've actually been stressed out enough about something that none of us have wanted to get yeah. into it again because we've all been refreshing our web browsers like crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what, though? Let's end TikTok's with something positive. Uh, crazy. What are you guys playing right now? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been playing through um, Pokemon Ar Arcanius. I'm going to say it different every time I say it. <laughs> Um, I'm so glad that you're actually playing it, though. That you're you're like you're digging it's it. Good. I, I like it. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. It, it hits a different way. It is different. It, it's it's a unique Pokemon experience, and it is something I wanted a lot. So I, I hope they do dive into this more in the future. Um, but you know, for what it is, I like it. If you even if it does end up being a one-off, if you had to see them do this whole idea with a different region. Uh, you know, to go back and and play in the history, which region would you uh, want to see? I have see? no like ties to any of the region. Okay. I don't care. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's it's, I, I just like uh, I don't. What would I change about it? I guess is like an interesting question on that. And it's like, yeah, it definitely needs more battles, which they're adding. Um, I, I think a more traditional Pokemon game in this style would be, or in this uh, in this style of gameplay would be mm -hmm. awesome. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I can see why it's kind of got these little closed-off zones and everything. I understand why they're doing what they did. Oh, yeah, they have but, to monster uh, hunter it because that game's not going to be able to run if they don't. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of lessons they take from this and what gets applied in the future. It's it's good. I played it like crazy, and I just finally, I finally gave up on it because I got distracted by other games, um, yeah. as I always do. It's yep. just, you guys know me. That's how it is. Uh, what are you playing, Major Potty? 
I was playing Horizon Forbidden West and finally actually made it to the Forbidden West section of the map. And then just nice. as soon as I got to that, Destiny 2's latest expansion came out and I've been playing that ever since. So yeah, I, was, I knew you were stressed about it and I was wondering how that was going to go. Yeah, I think, well, I'm not too stressed about it because I think I reached a decent stopping point in the story where eventually I will get back to it and it won't be that difficult for me to pick up where I left off with. So I'm glad that I was able to get accomplish what I was able to do in the time that I had. And I will get back to it because I was really enjoying it and I haven't had any issues except for maybe one point where I had some frame rate dips on it, but I just restarted the game and I was fine after that. But yeah, I've been I've been getting back into Destiny 2 really hard and I finished the campaign yesterday or the uh, the main story yesterday and begin into like the post game stuff lately. But man, this is I know a lot of people have been saying this, so uh, it's just me repeating that sentiment, but this is probably the best that Destiny 2 has ever been. They've learned so many lessons from their previous uh, expansions and just years overall, but the story's fantastic, but I will say that, like, there is some stuff that if you're, this is, like, your first time jumping in, there might be some context that you will be missing in order to understand what's going on, but... I think after a certain point, it doesn't really matter all that much because they still do a really good job at telling a really good story with this particular expansion. And then mechanically, it just feels so great. They've added like uh, this really awesome uh, gunsmithing section where you can uh, cra uh, craft your own, craft new weapons like the glaive or just regular guns that you've had before. And then as you use them, they'll level up and then more perks become available that you can then assign to that uh, weapon. That, And I think that's a pretty awesome thing to add into it. And then there are a couple of things that I do want to give like maybe some warnings and stuff so that way um, people are aware of that uh, if you do legendary difficulty, you will end the story earning uh, le power level 15, yeah, 1520 gear, which is the soft level cap. But you'll also get an exotic, and apparently there's some weird bug or something like that where the exotic that you're offered has a lower stat rate than what you would probably get if you were to find that like just as a random drop. So a lot of people have been advising that when you are given the option to uh, pick an exotic, to just say no to uh, either of them and just progress further until they fix that so that way you're not kind of screwed in your um, exotic item and their stat rolls and stuff uh, another thing yeah um, another thing to give uh, just a little bit of warning um, is a bug that I encountered when I was doing some post game content for not the witch queen stuff but for the previous expansion beyond light there is one mission in particular where you have to pick up an item and throw it at a door to make it blow up and apparently it's not doing that and it's kind of crashing the level and you just get kind of ejected back into uh, orbit. It's like error code Caprese, I think, is what I've been getting. Um, but yeah, just to give a heads up on that and I think I've seen that reported as well, so hopefully they get fixes out for that. But otherwise, like the new area is really awesome uh, and just a lot of the quality of life stuff that they've given to the game is just really good. 
and I definitely see... Well, I've said this before with a lot of other games, but I hope I mean it this time, because I did go in with the uh, the Witch Queen and uh, 30th Anniversary Bundle, which is like $100 right there, but and you get like all like the next four seasons for this particular expansion so i'm i'm committed at least financially to this so hopefully <laughs> i stay committed as an actual person to it my my only problem with destiny 2 is i i loved it when it first dropped and i have a habit when i break away from a game for a while and i get back into it i want to start over again and just mm -hmm. like plow through it really quick but what I noticed the last time I tried that is that even just the story in the beginning has changed. So if I make a new character now, because we're in a different season of the game and everything, it's a different starting for my story than it was when I first played it. Um, and it well, just feels weird. Yeah, in no... Like, they maintain... Like, the free-to-play content is essentially your new character creator thing, and they've kind of been keeping that, I think, for the last two or three expansions now where essentially they re they redid the um the original destiny one beginning content where you're in the cosmodrome and you you wake up in amongst like all the the rusted cars and stuff like that they've added those missions back in and it's like its own storyline of like you run it but they added some stuff to actually make it more of a story than what it was in destiny one so in that regards it's actually a really good way to get like into the mix of the story and everything especially since the um the red war with gaul and the red legion with the cabal and stuff like that that's not existing content anymore so i think I think they did, were actually pretty smart as far as like trying to get you into the universe and where everything is at that works out pretty well and Shadowkeep and Beyond Light are still available to play and both of those are really good expansions that lead directly into the current expansion too but also on like as standalones they're also really solid expansions as well yeah, there's just there's a, there's a lot to go on with it. It's so there's yeah, too much. I wanna I I want to start a new game and go from the very beginning and play through everything, and knowing that content just keeps getting changed around and taken away and and shoved yeah. like that is what keeps me from getting back into it. Yeah, um, but I know it was a great game. I loved it back when I originally played it. Um, but I feel like if uh I feel like if I tried that now, I'd be making the same mistake you did with Horizon, because <laughs> yeah, I bought Horizon for the wife because I knew I wouldn't have time to play it. Yeah. Because I made the big mistake, as everybody knew I was looking forward to, <laughs> and I finally got my hands on Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, I've bought three copies of it already. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought it on PC. I had my collector's edition pre-ordered for forever for PS5. I was excited for it. I want my statue. It's going to be awesome. But I knew that the PC version unlocked earlier, so I bought a PC copy so I could play it earlier. Jesus. So I, I didn't want to change my time zone to, like, New Zealand like everybody else does to cheat the system on it. Um, but I bought it on PC because I figured, hey, I'll play it on my laptop as well so I can take it places like I can't take my PS5 if I ever need to. Um, well, about two hours after I bought the PC version, I got an email saying my physical collector's edition got delayed and won't ship until Monday which is three days after the game comes out. <laughs> I'm not missing that, bro. Not yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, no. I was, I, I was going to call customer service and rage, but at the same time, 
I didn't have the patience for it. I just got on the okay. PlayStation Store and said, you know what? I just got paid. I have a little bit of extra money. I'm just not going to buy anything else dumb this month. And I bought it digitally. So now it's installed on the living room PS4 as well. Um, but I played it like crazy. So Thursday when I got home from work, started the preload, played the PC version for a couple hours, started getting a headache. As soon as the wife got home, I crashed for a little bit. I tried to get the kiddo to go to bed. He took a little bit of a nap. I went to lay with him. I fell asleep for a few hours. I woke up at like 2 in the morning. <laughs> the preload was done on PS5. It was nice. 2 in the morning. So I played. And then I realized it was like 8 o'clock. I had to take the kid to daycare. So I ran up to daycare really quick and came back. And I played. And I played. I stopped at about 4 p.m. So I was running on about three hours of sleep, stopped playing at about 4 p.m. on Friday, had to go to work Saturday morning, and then last night, I made the mistake of staying up till 5 playing it. Um, I haven't had a game that's kept me awake this long in a very long time. Um, my sleep pattern is able to be sacrificed for Elden Ring. Yeah. And I'm just guessing that that's where Night Swarm is. I'm, I'm guessing he probably died or is in a coma from playing Elden Ring um, because it's just that good. I know that I was talking to him yesterday about it a little bit and he had been playing it some and really digging it. Um, everyone I know that's played it so far is loving it. So I, I have to say that it's kind of awesome that we get to live in a time where so many masterpiece games can come out during our lives. Yeah. yeah, I like I'm conflicted about this one too. And if this didn't launch the same time as the other two games that I've been really anticipating goes, I probably would have picked this up already. So I could see myself 100% picking this up sometime later down the road this year. I just want to get through some of the stuff that I already have right now. Also, it'd probably be good to catch on later and see um yeah guides will be available you know, then <laughs> the guides will be available stuff like that yeah honestly my biggest thing about this game is if you can go to it without a guide do it because if you played breath of the wild and that sense of open world wonder that hit you when you first walked out into the great plateau yeah it's that it's that whole idea of you know something will kind of tell you to go in this direction but you don't have to. You can go anywhere. You're equipped to handle anything that comes at you by the time you're done with the tutorial area. Um, it's just a matter of how good you are at it. And I think that's what makes it such an, a, such a, an approachable game. Because the other Dark Souls games were still like, they were hub-based. You know, you had your little starting hub. You could go this direction, that direction, that direction. But eventually you could hit a dead end and have to go back a different way and try to kill guys in this way instead. Um, it's not quite like that. From the get-go, you can just go wherever you want. And you can find a ton of hidden stuff. I've found so many like little hidden mini-dungeons. Uh, I've fought so many optional bosses that it has given me so much anxiety, but now I feel like I'm more confident in going into regular Dark Souls because I know what I'm doing now. Except for the fact that the controls are very different. You know, I have a jump button that was not a thing but highly recommend if you've if you're on the fence about it grab it when it's on sale if you like open world games you might still love it i hate open world games and i love it 
Um, if you <laughs> like the Dark Souls games, you're going to love it. That's just an automatic. This is like the final evolution of the Souls style game. Yeah, I don't. Right? I don't think they can go back. Yeah, I do not think they can go back from this. Um, it is so unique and so it, it just stands out so well that yeah. I am I'm gonna have trouble playing any of the older games now. Um, but I'm gonna have trouble playing anything that's not this <laughs> for a while. Um, yeah. I can't wait to get the different mechanics down for potential speed runs. Uh, I can't wait to just uncover more of the story. And I think the coolest thing is that the story isn't just outwardly given to you. You're finding a lot of the story, just like you did in the Dark Souls games. You're talking to NPCs when you want to, and if you want to follow their quest line, you, you have to like know what you're doing. You have to explore and look. You don't have something on a map telling you where to go next. You just have to figure it out. Yeah, that'll probably be uh, the main game in contention for game of the year this year, right? Uh, yeah. It's gonna, I, I've, I know we said it earlier before we went live. I've got to throw my hat in the ring and say I'm so, so, so sorry, Guerrilla Games. <laughs> because this is the second time this yeah. has happened with Horizon. Yeah. They just well, Horizon, Horizon came out and, like, them. Yeah. yeah, what, a... a, a a couple weeks later, something like that, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yep. And then this time, this game drops, and then, a, what, a week, two weeks later? Literally a week later. Elden literally Ring a week drops. later, yeah, Elden Ring. And Elden Ring is being hit with 10 out of 10s from so many places. Uh, it's being called the game of the year already. Some people are calling it the game of the century, game of a lifetime. Um, this is going to be a very, very big contender for game of the year. And I think that as of right now, looking at the early year context, it's got it. Uh, if I look yeah. late year, it's going to depend on what Starfield brings to the table. Yeah. And whether or not God for Ragnarok actually releases this year, too. Yeah, that's, that's still a thing that I keep forgetting exists. Yep. All right. So that's the latest. Um... Yeah, next week we're planning on hitting the uh, monthly releases for March. Uh, basically, just ran out of time today. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have some interesting stuff to report from the, the various games we're diving into. Um, since for one of the rare times that we've all been playing relatively recent stuff, you know, I'm not, like, playing Dragon Age while uh, Johnny goes back and plays, uh, you know, Final Fantasy 2 or whatever. Hey, hey, so, I will have you know... I installed Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster, but I did not start it <laughs> because I had that game fully memorized, and all I needed to hear was the music, and I've been able to watch people play it on stream, so nice. I'm good. <laughs> I'll let all you right. know, speaking of that, that I let my Apple um, Arcade membership expire because I was thinking about that and was thinking that next time I start traveling more often that instead I could just use the money I would have done for that to go to one of the Final Fantasy games and actually play these for like the first time while I'm traveling super worth it nice. gotta get that oh gotta get your Steam Deck man uh, those yeah. are being delivered today to some people uh, yep. old Gabe is out hand delivering across Seattle to some people it's kind of crazy um, 
but keep an eye on your email for the coming weeks, guys, if you ordered one, because those emails are going out for your final confirmation. Um, I don't think I'll be getting one for Wave 2 for a couple months, um, but that could change. Yeah. All right, so um, I have been FilterCord. With me today is Johnny Ryan. Hey, hey, I've been trying. And Major Potty, of course. Yo, I'm here. And that has been your Mammoth Gamecast for the week, first week of March, uh, really the week of February 28th.